lesson of modern education is Woke kids step, wise kids step, college kids step I'm woke Read more, learn more, change the globe You must learn This is Woke Wise College Kids Entry-level position, bachelor's degrees required, one-year experience preferred but not required, preferred candidate will have strong communication, organization, and leadership skills, must be able to work independently and on a team. This is the standard description for jobs you'll see during your post-graduation job search. Confusing, huh? They want someone that doesn't have experience, but they prefer they do. To have one year experience means you have to be working a year before applying, but you just graduated and didn't have the opportunity for full-time work. It's the most frustrating part of job searching. You need experience to get more experience. How do you beat the system? The answer, internships. Internships are the key to getting a head start on a promising career. They help your application reach the top of the pile, or better yet, they help the jobs come to you. Welcome to WokeWise College Kids. I'm your host, Dr. Erin, founder of Be Preppy College Coaching. In this episode, our guest, Jenna Rain, helps break down the whys and hows of internships. Jenna is the founder and CEO of the Intern Hustle. She coaches students on how to build their personal brand, navigate the internship world, and take control of their future. Jenna packages lessons learned from her own experiences with internships, as well as her enterprising Silicon Valley career across the sports, e-commerce, and health care industries to deliver educational resources and help inspire the next generation into intentional action. You can learn more at theinternhustle.com. After the episode, be sure to check out BePreppy.com to learn how to get your own private college coach through our affordable membership subscriptions. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at BePreppyLOC. Please rate and subscribe. Happy listening! Welcome, Jenna. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to bring you on. I am uh, not really new to Instagram, but I have gotten very comfortable with like, ooh, I like what she has. I like what he has. Let me invite them on. <laughs> so I'm always Instagram shopping, quote unquote, for guests. Yeah. And I'm not even sure how I saw your post. We weren't um, following each other. I don't know if someone shared it or you came up in suggestions. But the name caught me right away, and I took a look at your website, and I thought you were a perfect guest to have on. So thank you so much for coming on, um, WokeWise College Kids. We, um, I started this podcast and my company really to focus on how to do college, and internships usually are not a part of it's a part of the discussion, but not emphasize enough, like beat into students' head, like to do internships early on. Mm-hmm. And um, I am from a STEM background. So I did a research experience and I loved it. I came back to my campus and I did research and I hated it. 
(laughs) (laughs) I realized that it was the people, the people who was in my research lab that I really connected with to make my experience great. And I'm thinking like, okay, am I going to find this again? I've talked to grad students. I heard, heard horror stories. And I just began to rethink my whole path. I'm still in the sciences, but I took a different path and I'm grateful that I didn't get, um, cause that, that would have eventually led me into doing, um, a hard, uh, PhD, a PhD in hard sciences. Mm-hmm. And I think that just would have taken me down a different path. I didn't want to go. So my internship experience, you know, caused me not to do like a 180, but to really rethink my my career path. And so I, that's one of the advice pieces of advice I tell my clients that I coach. And I really uh, want to kind of get into your perspective of internships and why you made this your passion to help college students. Um, but first, I want to get a little bit of background information on you through some really fun questions we normally do with our guests. And the first one would be, what college did you attend? Yeah, so I attended Ohio State, or if you happen to watch um, any NFL games, as the players like to call it, the Ohio State University. The Ohio State. That is that the is so important. <laughs> it's so important. It's everyone always gives me a hard time when I don't say it that way, and I'm like, it's not like we go around saying that all the time. But yeah, so the people I, that I've met on conferences <laughs> do say that all the time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the Ohio State University is where I attended. Cool. So what type of college student were you? I know you're a student athlete, but yep. outside of that, what would you what will be your other identity? Yeah, I know that's a great question. I I so I was I was a cheerleader. I was a four-year scholar athlete at Ohio State and I think um because Ohio State considered cheerleading a varsity sport, which was great because we got to be a part of that culture. Um and so when I say scholar athlete, I know I wasn't a bad student because you have to, you know, at least get a certain GPA to be a scholar athlete. But I also wasn't one of those students who was going out of my way to get straight A's either. Mm-hmm. I was okay with the occasional, you know, maybe even C in biochemistry, some of those hard science classes that were just really <laughs> challenging for me. Um, because I knew that at the end of the day that, you know, one C wasn't going to break me and it wasn't for my lack of trying either. Um, and so I gave myself some grace, I think, in those areas. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I was um, still considered a scholar athlete, you know, while putting in over 40 hours a week with um, with cheerleading uh, at the university. So I think it came down to, for me, it wasn't, straight A's weren't my priority, but I was happy with, you know, getting the grades that were going to help me still open some doors and make sure that I was getting everything I needed to do to get into the classes I wanted to get into next and make sure that I had the graduation requirements. Um, So I don't know if the word would be average student, but I wasn't like my brother who definitely was Mr. Straight A's. (laughs) That's that's funny. Um, I would say that too. Uh, I wasn't I didn't get straight A's. I was in, in a biology major, but I wanted to be a social butterfly. What I, I mean, I ended ended up realizing that that was just as important as grades. So yeah, I gave myself a little leeway. Yep. Sometimes I, I forgot that I gave myself leeway and would get frustrated. But um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was. Yeah, the balance is yeah. important. I think. So, what was your favorite college memory? Yeah. So this one is so easy for me. Um, so 
being a cheerleader at Ohio State, we got to we got to be a part of a lot of really amazing games across a bunch of sports. But football at Ohio State is definitely the biggest thing. And our biggest rivalry is with Michigan, the University of Michigan. And so the game in 2006, uh, we played Michigan. We were ranked number one in the country and Michigan was ranked number two. And it was to determine who was going to go to the national championship game. So not only was it our biggest rivalry, but it was also, you know, all stakes on the line. Uh, so getting to be a part of that game in 2006, we ended up winning 42 to 39. So it was a very close game. Um, the energy was crazy and, uh, you know, getting to actually cheer down on the field during that game. And I remember watching my dad and my brother rush the field with all the fans afterwards. And I got to see them on the field. Um, those are just kind of, when you go to a big football school, like Ohio state, those are the memories that I think stick with you the most, but yeah, actually getting to be a part of that action yeah, is pretty I'm, memorable. I'm pretty sure just being on the field, having that, uh, really good view and touching the field and seeing the whole stadium, um, that was probably yeah. pretty exciting, I can imagine. Um, what is your college regret? Yeah, so I was thinking about, you know, I I was very involved in college in a lot of ways. Um, cheerleading opened up those doors for me. But I actually, I think my regret is that I didn't get involved in more, like a more variety of student clubs or organizations. I think one of the amazing things about college is that there's so many different opportunities out there for students to get involved. And when you get involved in a club like that, you're also connected then to the alumni from that club. Um, you have the potential to, you know, gain leadership experience in different positions within that organization um, and really just add all of this great experience to your resume, which I think only continues to help prepare you for life after college, um, in addition to internships and other things, which I obviously am passionate about. Um, so I, I think my regret is that I didn't get involved in more of those. Um, especially at a you know, school as big as the one I attended, there was just so many options I, I had to choose from. And I was kind of so laser focused on the things that I had going on that I didn't open up and expand my horizons on what I could actually continue to do. Um, so yeah, I would encourage students, if you, you know, if you find a couple of those clubs that really speak to you, don't just join them, but make sure that you're actually very active and participate in them and you're, you know, taking on different leadership positions where you can, because those are the things that are going to stick with you from an experience standpoint. That is great advice. Um, so let's hop into our main discussion. So tell us a little bit about your background and your personal college journey. Yeah, so I grew up in the Midwest, um, Wisconsin and Illinois, um, split my childhood between the two of those states. And I actually always thought I would go to the University of Wisconsin. Uh, both of my parents attended there. My grandparents actually attended there. And my dad, when I was a little girl, he was the head wrestling coach at Wisconsin. So I grew up pretty much on that campus. And I thought for sure I would go there. I, you know, I got accepted. I, um, had done, you know, a bunch of visits, obviously, not only growing up there, but I went back as a high school student to visit as well. And it all came down to, I think, at the end of it, I wanted something that I could call my own. Um, that was an experience my parents had and my grandparents had, but I, I wanted my own college experience. And um, someone took me to an Ohio State football game when I was in high school. And for me, it felt very similar to Wisconsin because it was Big Ten, so it had that great, you know, sport environment and the Big Ten feel to it. But it was it was something different. It was something that I could call my own because no one in my family had gone to Ohio State before. Um, you know, it was it was out of state, so 
I, I got to, at that time I was living um, in Illinois. So I got to, you know, leave Illinois and go to school in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so that's what made me decide on Ohio State. And then I actually um, tried out for the cheerleading team at the end of my um, senior year of high school. And I made that. So I made the Ohio State cheerleading team, which was just an incredible experience and something to be a part of. And so um, spent my four years at Ohio. I did graduate in four years. I ended up um, majoring in exercise science mm. with a minor in business um, and had just the best time being a part of um, the athletic department at Ohio State and just everything that that school has to offer. But I think, you know, Big Ten was always going to be a part of my college experience. It just a matter of which one I ended up at. So Ohio State. Well, that was sounds, um, I think. Um, you said some good advice. I am working with some students who I'm trying to encourage them to think about taking their talents, whether they dance for their high school or their cheerleader, um, to look into two collegiate sports. Like that's a way to connect to your university. You have accountability. Mm-hmm. You immediately um, have a support team around you. And they may even, you know, help you with your uh, educational finances. So all of that, I think, you know, is beneficial and yep. gives you that college experience that you remember. Nobody remembers. They may remember a test that you failed or, or gave you the blues or studying late one night. <laughs> but when you really look back and you're really engaged in college, it's going to be those out-of-class memories, which I always stress to my students that they need to exactly. get. Um, so tell the listeners more about Intern Hustle the intern hustle and its mission. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the intern hustle. So I founded the intern hustle about a year ago now. So it was, um, just the end of 2017, beginning of 2018. And my main mission with the intern hustle is to really coach students on how to be intentional in gaining internship experience early and often in college. So those two things are key, both early and often, and that they use that to then take control of their future. And the reason why I think this is so important is because I, I, so I had some very um, great internship experience, which I'm sure we'll get into um, while I was in college. And that is hands down what opened the doors for me and is what got me the job offer before I even graduated. And I had on the flip side, so I graduated in 2008 which the job market in 2008, I mean, I'm sure most of us can recall, was in a very bad place. It was the worst economic downturn our country had seen since the Great Depression. And, you know, a lot of people, because of that, were having a hard time getting jobs. So a lot of the new graduates, even though they, you know, fresh out of college, great new degree, educated, they were having a hard time getting jobs. And I had experienced the opposite of that. I had the job offer before I graduated. Um, And I, I believe... Um, that that is because of the internship experience and the relationships that I had built while in college, whereas some of my peers maybe waited until it was too late to start thinking about internships. Um, And, you know, because of that, they had a hard time finding a job after they graduated. They maybe moved back in, you know, with their parents for, you know, some of them almost a year until they could find something. And it just, it got me thinking that there are a lot of people out there who maybe don't have someone coaching them on this early on. And, you know, because of that, they wait until their senior year of college and they think, oh, now I need to figure something out. 
you know, what do I want to do when I graduate or I must get some internship experience now. But I think if enough people had that coaching just earlier on in their college years, um, it could really open up a lot of possibilities for them. And so that's why I decided to start the intern hustle, because I want to be that voice, um, that person coaching college students on, you know, getting intentional from an early age and making sure that they're accumulating the experience and building those relationships early. Jenna, I'm um, all of what you said was pretty much uh, mirrors my mission to help students start early with planning for college. I think for some reason, it could just be the, the youth and all of us. We just feel like it's going to happen mm-hmm. when it's time to happen. Um, I even encourage my high school students to um, shadow and do some internships before they choose a major, because that could give some kind of insight into what they like and what they don't, which is a a, um, a big part that's missing. Like they haven't had many experiences to say, you know what, I really don't like people or I really don't like to talk or yeah. I hate writing. Completely um, agree. Yes. Yeah, so I, I love the mission of Intern Hustle and what you're doing. Um, Thank you. So why are internships important? What is your like one liner or your... Um, message that you give to students when you're talking to them and convincing them that they should do internships. Yeah. And I think you just gave me a great segue with your last comment as well. It's my, the main thing I tell people is it, it teaches you what you like. Yes. But more importantly, it teaches you what you don't like so that you don't end up wasting time, um, you know, doing something, going down a path. And I think you even started, you know, this interview that way, telling me a little bit about your experience with your research position and how it it told you that you didn't really want to spend as much time in the hard sciences. You, you still stayed, you know, with your STEM background, but you pivoted a little bit because of what you learned from that research experience. And I think that's so important. And that's really the, the main reason why I, I tell people internships are important. Um, it, I mean, for me personally, I, I said I was a major in exercise science and I, I chose that major because I, I wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach for professional athletes. That was my goal, um, what I wanted to pursue as a profession. And I had some internship experience that got me in the door, actually, with the Chicago Bulls. I was a strength and conditioning intern with the Chicago Bulls, which, I mean, that's that's like the dream internship for someone like me who wanted to do that for a career. And it was through that internship that I learned it's not what I wanted to do. And I would never have known that. I probably would have still been pursuing that, you know, through the end of college and then ended up you know, in a job that I was trying to work my way up to the professional ranks. Um, And who knows how long it would have taken me to realize that's not really what I wanted to do and what was going to fulfill me. So I think the most important thing that you can get out of it is what you don't like and just really narrowing down on what that is that you're you're excited about um, pursuing for a career. And that's going to change too. It's an evolution. It's not you know, meant for everyone to pick one thing and stick to it forever. But I think it's um, important that people really get a grasp on learning what they don't like early on. Yeah, that's really great advice. Um, So what are some barriers that students face with finding, securing, and conquering internships? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest barriers is that students get in their own way. Um, And what I mean by that is that they have limiting beliefs about what they can get and what what they think they're capable of securing when it comes to an internship. And so they hold themselves back from even trying to go after it. 
Um, and so I, I often tell students all the time, you know, people ask, how did you get an internship with the Chicago Bulls? Or, you know, my internship after the Chicago Bulls was with a professional sports agency um, that works with a, you know, a bunch of NFL and NBA athletes. And it's another very competitive internship position. So people are always like, how did you get those internships? And I said, I asked. I, I, you know, I took the initiative that a lot of people don't take and I found my way in to make, to make an ask of these people. And it, it started small with an informational interview and then I went from there. But I, I did the things that a lot of people are maybe either uncomfortable doing um, because it's hard. I mean, it's, I, I'm not going to say that I wasn't nervous to make that ask. I was definitely nervous. Um, but, you know, sometimes you have to do those things that push you outside of your comfort zone in order to grow. And so picking up the phone and calling the head strength coach for the Chicago Bulls and asking him if I could come in and meet with him, that was something that, you know, a lot of people might not think to do. And I think because he saw that, because I was persistent, you know, I didn't call him just once. I called him a few times until I got what I wanted. Um, he he was a lot more willing to say, yeah, you know what, you've, you've shown um, some great initiative and I've enjoyed our conversations thus far. I'd love to have you come intern with me. And so when you talk about barriers, I think a big one is just students not believing in themselves or thinking that they are deserving of, you know, XYZ internship because they don't have enough experience yet. But that's the whole point. You're not supposed to have experience going into an internship. You're supposed to be gaining experience at the internship. And so I think if you can put together, you know, a polished professional package, you know, represent yourself well when you reach out to people, um, you, you have a lot more of a chance than you actually think you do. So that would be my first thing is just, you know, don't have limiting beliefs, get out of your own way, um, you know, be bold, take initiative and make the ask. And then I think the other barriers are, you know, time. So the students that wait too long and, you know, they're coming up on the end of their senior year and they're like, shoot, I should have gotten an internship. And then they start looking for them. Um, a big barrier is just missing the window to apply and, you know, missing that opportunity or maybe employers not taking you seriously because they know that you waited till the last minute. And so I think, you know, making sure that you're being um, upfront about it and getting experience as early as you can in your college experience is really important because um, waiting too long is a, is a barrier that can decrease your chances of actually getting the internship. Yep, not waiting too long. And I like the the piece where you said you had to go and get it. Because um, mm -hmm. sometimes uh, companies aren't looking for interns, yep. but they're willing to take you on if, you know, okay, I didn't really think about that, but sure, you know, we like to help people out. Yeah. Come in, come in, shadow, come and work for us or whatever. So um, you have internship. Mm -hmm. and it's your first day, what are the, what should they expect and what, what should they expect about the whole thing? And then what should they accomplish at the end? I think I'm asking this question with me thinking about, um, I listen to the breakfast club a lot and some other, other shows where they were like, okay, we are interns. We didn't jump right onto the radio we may have gotten coffee. We may have done this. And then I know some students may get um, a little discouraged because they're not doing the actual work. So what should students, how should they calibrate their expectation when it comes to internships? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think the, the biggest thing going in is that you shouldn't have expectations almost of the company because what I've learned is that it really depends on the company if they're going to have a structured internship program or not. Um, there's many out there that, 
they they take on interns, but they have no idea what to do with them when they show up. Uh, and then there's some companies that have very formal internship programs. Um, this is very common with some of the bigger companies out there. If you think maybe even like one of the big four accounting firms, for example, uh, my brother did an internship with Ernst and Young when he was in college, and it was a very formal internship process. They had you know, I think hundreds of interns that year he he interacted with and they had him go through training when they were onboarded and everything else, as opposed to my internships where I showed up and they were like, okay, so we think we want you to do this, but you're probably going to have some extra time. So figure out what to do with your downtime, like come up with a project or, and it was on me to come up with things that I could contribute. And so I think going in, you just have to kind of take expectations out of the mix until you get a chance to sit down with your supervisor or manager, whoever is going to be working with you um, most directly, and have that conversation to just kind of get on the same page. I think that's so important within the first week that students take the time to get on the same page with the person that they're going to be working most closely with. And in addition to that, you know, and asking, you know, how things are going to work and, and, you know, coming prepared with the right questions to ask, I think making sure you have some goals set as well. And so, they're probably going to have, you know, a couple projects they want you to work on. And so those are going to be some obvious goals is completing those projects on time and doing them well and all of those things. But what are some of the things that you hope to get out of it personally, right? So maybe there's specific skill development you want to work on. Maybe maybe you really want to improve your public speaking skills and there's opportunity for you to speak at a company meeting uh, in front of the rest of the organization and get to practice being up in front of a crowd and, you know, delivering status updates on a project you're working on. Or maybe networking is really important to you and you want to work on expanding your network. So if I were a student in, in that situation, I would focus on you know meeting as many people at that company in positions of authority that I can and you know asking them if I could take them to lunch or just join them during the lunch hour or maybe just grab a cup of coffee in the morning. Um, but really working to build relationships with those people and, you know, getting outside of your little intern bubble and, and meeting different people who are leading departments and um, just trying on as many things as you can. Because, again, you might come into the internship under, let's say, the marketing department, but you might learn that you really love operations. And so if you can expose yourself to, you know, the, the people who run the operations team and you get to have lunch with them, you're now expanding your network and maybe opening up doors for your future in terms of what you could be doing with them. So. I think it's important that students come in and they have goals in mind for themselves. And then they also mix that with the conversation with their manager and, and make sure that they're on the same page about accomplishing the goals for the company and what the, what the company expects of them in that time. That's good advice. I like the point of, of networking and coffees and um, lunch. Those are actually, I just recently attended um, a leadership conference for women who are seeking uh, high administration positions in higher ed. So, and that was actually the same advice. They were like, if you want to network or ask a question or uh, learn from mentors who've been in the game, take them out for coffee or lunch. Um, mm -hmm. So that advice can follow them from internship well into their, well into their career. Yeah. I mean, I think if you think about just anything in your life, right, the, mm -hmm. it's relationships and the people you meet along the way that stick with you more than anything else. Um, more than, I mean, to your point earlier, like, okay, so you, you did poorly on a test in school. Yeah. It, you know, 
it's not ideal in the moment, but you move on. Mm-hmm. Things things change. But like the people that you meet, the professor that had a great impact on you, that's what you're going to remember. And so I think the same goes for your internships. It's the people that you meet and those relationships that are really everything. And so maximizing that is just such a big piece of getting the most out of your internship. Yes. Um, so in what ways can students leverage their internship experiences on the re- resume? So they, you've talked us through finding, securing, you talked us through what they should do and accomplish while they're in the intern. So it's this over, it's done. And now I need mm-hmm. to put this on my resume and really prove that this internship was worth it. Yeah. So a few things, I think number one, always update your resume as soon as possible. Um, when, you know, I even say if you're in the final week of your internship, start updating your resume then just get it done before too much time passes and you can't remember all of the great things that you accomplished because you don't want to miss out on adding that great experience. And then the next time something comes up, your resume is already ready to go because you took the time to update it. So I think that's, that's the first thing, you know, don't waste any time getting that updated. And then on top of the resume, your LinkedIn profile is an extension of your resume. Um, LinkedIn is this like wonderful gift we've been given to showcase even more than we can fit on a one page resume. And, you know, it's a place for people to discover us. And so I think it's important to get all of that experience onto your LinkedIn profile as well and make sure that you're using, you know, specific keywords that relate to your industry or the type of position that you hope to get in the future. Because the way LinkedIn works is recruiters and employers can search by keyword. And so if, you know, there's a specific term, you know, maybe again, maybe you're in marketing and there's a specific term that's, you know, used within that industry and a lot of common job descriptions, recruiters will be searching for that. And if you have that on your LinkedIn profile because you have experience from doing that in your internship, you, you'll be more likely to pop up in their search results. And so it's a great way to, again, extend your resume, get all of your experience out there, but then also be discoverable um, by employers in the future. And then I think on top of updating those two things, staying in touch with your professional contacts throughout the year. So those relationships we just talked about and the importance of meeting people and building that relationship with them throughout your internship, you don't want to leave your internship and just forget about them. Um, It's something that you really do have to nurture in order to keep, you know, building upon that and growing your network. And so I always recommend um, reaching out three to four times a year. So, you know, once a quarter usually is the easiest way to, to get people to remember. Try to reach out once a quarter. Um, and it's not that hard to come up with things to, to reach out about. Uh, you know, oftentimes you can always send something during the holidays, you know, just an email, but like wishing them and their family, you know, a nice holiday. There, there's one, right? But you're staying in touch. You're staying top of mind with them. Um, maybe you learned something about them personally that, you know, they maybe their son is a amazing soccer player and you know that he, his team just made the state finals, you know, being able to, to send him a note congratulating him on his son making the state finals and showing that you're paying attention, just little things like that are the ways to stay in touch with people. Because again, they're going to remember you. They're going to, they're going to know that you've been reaching out to them without asking for anything in return. And that's where they're going to want to turn around and help you down the line when maybe an opportunity comes across their plate that they think that you would be great for. So. Um, I think leveraging those relationships throughout the year after your internship, making sure that you're keeping them alive is really important. Yeah, you've given us some really great 
advice. Um, I've really learned a lot just kind of putting together pieces and perspectives about internships that I never really considered. Um, so you work with students, your coach as well. Um, tell our listeners how to reach you. Yeah, so my website, um, which is theinternhustle.com, and I have a ton of um, great content on there for students. I also hang out the most on Instagram um, when it comes to the different social media platforms, so that's the best place to follow along. Uh, And I put out a new video every Monday on YouTube, so I have a YouTube channel if you search The Intern Hustle on YouTube or you can get there from my Instagram or from my website as well, but I put out a new YouTube video every Monday uh, with actionable advice for college students on networking, their resumes, interviewing, all of the things that go into, you know, securing an internship. So those would be the best places to to follow along. Okay. So I, um, I was looking on your website. You have something new that you just launched a course. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'll be launching it here in probably a couple weeks. So it's almost, almost done. It's been my labor of love. I've been working on it for so long. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to launch it. Cause like I said, I, I currently have a lot of free content for students that I put out, including a free LinkedIn training. So there's um, that on my website that students can sign up for if they want to learn how to leverage LinkedIn. But uh, the course is my first online program, um, which is going to be essentially the entire guide to internships. So from start to finish, everything from how do you identify and really build out your personal brand? How do you get your resumes ready, everything else to, you know, how do you interview well? How do you search for the right opportunities um, for internships? What do you do when you're actually at the internship? That's probably my favorite module of the whole online course is, Mm -hmm. is just you know, what do you do when you're there? How do you act like a professional? What are the things that you should be doing to get the most out of the experience? Um, and then the the final module is all about how to convert that experience into a you know full time job or or perhaps another internship if that's what you want next, wherever you're at in your journey. Um, so it's about 24 videos. They're quick instructional video lessons, and then I have different worksheets that go along with them, and it really just guides students through the entire internship process. Um, and using the exact steps that I used to get my internships in college, plus some that I wish I would have had <laughs> when I was going through it all. Um, but I'm excited about it. It's going to be coming out here in a couple of weeks and just putting the final touches on it now. But people can get on the wait list um, on my website at theinternhustle.com. And I'll be sending out more information as soon as it goes live. That sounds like a great opportunity. I wish they would have had stuff like this when I was in college. So thank you so much for sharing um, your knowledge, yeah, you, your Aaron. insights. I would love to have you back on. Uh, it's such a huge topic. So I'm pretty sure there's some uh, yes. some great information that we didn't cover in this podcast. So thank you so much. Be sure to visit the Intern Hustle and contact Jenna. Internships are great. Uh, job market is tough and you need every um, every piece of leverage you can get to start off your post-grad life Um the best you can and not have those post-grad yep. blues like most grads do. So thank you so much, Jenna. And thank you, Aaron. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by BePreppy.com, a college coaching company. 
Head over to BePreppy.com for free college success resources and to learn how you can secure a personal college coach. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all social media channels at BePreppyLLC.